and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today I thought we'd go over to the book of Psalms. We've been reading this as well in our one-year Bible. And uh, right now we're in a section of the Psalms that's a lot of Psalms for pilgrims that are going up to Jerusalem. Uh, so in Psalm 130, I'm going to jump in in verse 3, but I want to read it in the Amplified. Um, verse 3 says, If you, Lord, should keep account of us, uh, should keep account of and treat us according to our sins, O oh Lord, who could stand? But there's forgiveness with you just what man needs, that you may be reverently feared and worshipped. Um, I just love this passage because it talks about God not keeping a record of our sins. And we know that the record was canceled when Jesus died on the cross. We, we read in Colossians. But of course, this was written in the Old Testament. Well, it's important for us to remember that the people in the Old Testament were saved just like we are today. Mm -hmm. um, no one's saved outside of the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. So they were saved by looking forward and, and having faith in his coming. We're saved by looking back. It's interesting that the Bible tells us that Christ was slain in the mind of God before the foundation of the earth. So, you know. So we all need that forgiveness. Well, we do. And, and I, I love how the, <laughs> every time I read that line in the Psalms, I think I'm so thankful that the psalm, psalmist said what all the rest of us are thinking, right. which is, God, if you should I think I've memorized everything in the King James is, Lord, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. that's true. I mean, if you think about all the things that we do wrong and, and the things that we don't do right, I mean, it's, it's what I mean when I say I can't be perfect for 30 minutes. What I mean by that is I'll, I'll be sure to do less than what I should do. Perfect is a really per high standard. Perfect is a high standard a because really high standard. it implies not only do, not doing something wrong, but it, it also implies doing everything right. And so when I say I can't be perfect for 30 minutes, that's what I'm thinking about. And, and I love how that the psalmist goes there and says, Lord, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? And, okay, and, so, I, and you know, I think the modern, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like it's, it's specific to a location, but I do think in our modern culture, I think, and, and it's not new really, there's this mindset that when we stand before God, we're going to kind of ne negotiate. We're going to argue our case. We're going to explain. We're explain our way into heaven. Um, but we know that isn't true. Yeah, I, I don't think I would try explaining with those nail-scarred hands there. No. I mean, I just don't. You know, it would be like saying, what you paid the price for, I don't think was all that serious. And, and I just don't think I'd want to try that. I will say, Marilyn, there's something that really jumps off the page to me. In all the translations that we read this in, there's the word forgiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, one translation says, but you offer forgiveness. I think mm -hmm. that's what our NLT mm -hmm. says. It, it's really, really critical for us to understand something. David doesn't say, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? But you just look at, you, yeah. you overlook it. Discount the You sin. just discount mm -hmm. it. Yeah, great on the curve. Mm -hmm. He's not saying that. Mm -hmm. He is saying, God, you offer forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And it's, so this verse isn't about God just not caring about sin. I mean, Jesus mm -hmm. had to die for our sins on the cross. But the Lord, I love that the psalmist also said, the Lord, God knows our frame. He knows mm -hmm. that we're dust mm -hmm. and he knows our weakness. And in that he offers us forgiveness. Marilyn, you're intrigued. I know you were saying this when the camera was off. You're intrigued with that idea of, of how we, when we, when we receive that forgiveness from God, we learn fear and reverence. Not the kind of fear that makes us run away from God, but the kind exactly. of awe and reverence. It's, it's a, a reverent um, wonder and, and uh, worship that, that forgiveness motivates us to. And that's what, again, that comes back to 
the old, old, old ancient argument, you know, about, well, if grace was really, you know, cheap grace, then people would get a license to sin. But if you fully, even, you don't even have to fully grasp. Just knowing ourselves and knowing what we've been forgiven, that should motivate us to be humble before God and, and want to worship Okay, him. think about this for a moment. See if you, if you agree with this. I believe a healthy person's, and I, I emphasize that, a healthy, healthy person's response to unconditional love is awe. Correct. It's wonderful. I think so. I mean, you know, I, and not to be personal, I guess, but, you know, you've always demonstrated unconditional love toward me. All our lives together, I'm in awe of that. I'm just in awe of how um, you love me no matter what. You love me on my cranky days. You love me on my good days. You know, and I think and that's I, mutual. Well, but I mean, I mean, I think I think for any of us who's who's who are objective and balanced and healthy, whenever we're in the presence of unconditional love, it just brings a desire to want to please that person. Mm-hmm. You know, a, an awe. Of that and and in the presence of God, whose unconditional love is perfect, don't, don't you think that might be what the psalmist is talking oh, absolutely. about? Absolutely, you know, forgiveness should elicit from us gratitude, yeah, and 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 wonder because God doesn't have to do that for us. You know, the story that just comes to mind so quickly is the story of the prodigal son. Mm. You know, because he said, "I'm going to go back and I won't tell my father I've sinned and I'm not worthy to be your son anymore. Just let me sleep in the bunkhouse and make me one of the hired hands." What did he encounter? He encountered the fatted calf and, mm-hmm. you know, shoes on his feet and a ring for his finger. And I think that had to be just, it had to be such an awe of, of the father at that moment to think about receiving what he didn't expect. And I think that should be true of all of us. And, and um, you know, Colossians, and you can quote it so much more specifically than I can. So quote that for us in Colossians when, when the Bible tells us that our sins are canceled. Oh, Colossians 2.14. Yeah, and again, one more time. Sorry, I memorized everything in the King James Version, but I, this is my life verse. In fact, as you know, many times uh, if, if I was preaching from the Bible, Bible. Yes. I, I have this engraved on the cover of my Bible, Colossians 2.14. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So what that means is all the all the judgments that indict us for our sin, he took it out of the way and they were nailed to the cross of Jesus. Which always reminds me of the illustration of, you know, um, an invoice that you have. The yeah. biggest bill you've ever owed, the one that you dreaded going to the to the mailbox to, to get because you yeah. knew, forget the balance. You couldn't make the minimum payment, you know. Right. And yet, if you went to the mailbox and got that invoice, and across the the whole invoice was stamped in red, paid in full. And that's what Jesus did for us on our sin invoice, which we couldn't even make a minimum payment, much less could we pay it off. But Jesus canceled it. Well, you know the preacher in me, I've got to preach a little bit here. But I think it's really specific what the writer, what Paul wrote in Colossians about nailing it to his cross. in, in Bible days, in, in days of Rome, when a person was being crucified, his crime would be nailed up over his head uh, on the cross. And so when he died, that whatever that placard was that had been nailed to his cross was torn down to signify he, the price had been paid, paid for, for that. You mm-hmm. know? So you remember, of course, that when Jesus was crucified, they didn't know what to put on the cross. And mm-hmm. so uh, Pilate wrote King of the Jews, and of course, they didn't like they that. Didn't like that. <laughs> uh, in fact, you know, if you ever look at a, a picture of, uh, you know, a depiction of Jesus being crucified. A lot of times you'll see the letters I-N-R-I, 
which is, those are the unseals of the first letters of the Latin. There's no J in Latin. Mm -hmm. I for Jesus of Nazareth, Rex R for King, uh, for, the, for the Jews. So uh, mm -hmm. I am Enri, which is Jesus of Nazareth, King of Jews, which I don't know if they look like that. But what's important for us is to realize that in the mind of God, what was really nailed to the cross of Christ was the indictment against yeah. us for our sins. And so when Jesus said, it is finished, it was torn off the cross in the mind of God. And all the indictments against us were, were settled on the cross. So going back to Psalm 130, that just gives so much meaning to the fact that our sins are forgiven. Are. And that should bring from us a heart of worship and gratefulness for his forgiveness yeah, when we stand should. before him. Yeah. Which kind of goes hand in hand with the what you've been talking about with uh, the old nature and the new nature. Well, I was going to say something, but then I thought I'd take us back to yesterday if I did that. But <laughs> it is that new identity. You know, we talked it about is. yesterday. That new identity, our sins are paid for. We're, we're free. You know, we're not not free as the scripture says to use our freedom for to do not wrong, license, but to right. use it to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And in an amazing how the Old Testament and the New Testament just oh, it's fit one together Bible. Yeah, perfectly. sure is. Yes. Well, I hope that encourages you today. And as we close, Mark, could you lead us in a word of prayer? Father, what else can we say but thank you for loving us so much that you would forgive us of all our sins and all our transgressions. Father, as the psalmist wrote, if you were to, if you were to charge us for our sins, the bill would be unpayable. But you laid it at the cross of Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, work in our lives today so that we can live out this joy of forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ and honor Christ with everything we do or say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, amen. Well, hope that was an encouragement to you today and we'll look forward to seeing you again here tomorrow. And we're gonna look again at another chapter in the book of Psalms. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless, see you soon.